Hello, Sky friends, and welcome to Seasons of Skyrim, a custom 5e D&D adventure that focuses on the stories of our characters as they explore their impact on the world and the consequences that follow. I am your host and DM, Scott. Hi, my name is Shannon. I play Arnis Gray, or Gray the Great, to my fans. I am a half-elf bard. Hi, my name is Chris. I play Vale the Changeling Rogue, sometimes known as Kara Frostfall or Lord Carver Golddagger III. Hi, my name is Nate. I play Darvin Grimm, the human monk. Thank you for joining us. Please enjoy this chapter in Seasons of Skyrend. Book 2, Chapter 17 From Ship to Shore Less than a day out from Borges, the gunner's daughter is still sailing in the main shipping lanes. As such, you pass by several ships heading into the bay. Most are merchant ships, waving flags or colors of the Silver Purse, which is the Merchant's Guild. There are some fishermen, and the occasional naval ship showing the royal flag. Captain Mahaley agreed to bring you on as passengers to the port of Capris, a town in name only, mostly used as a place to go ashore on longer journeys. But it will be a short trip to the Temple of St. Phaleron from there. However, that may not be your first stop. Exo Dipple has piqued your interest with tales of sunken treasure. A royal Saracara vessel, back before the turn, was lost at sea, and he claims to have a map to its last known location. It is dangerously close to the Moaning Islands, a place known for rough waters and jagged outcrops and caves. Although he's ready to go, the captain may need some convincing. Oh no. Ernest convinces. The waters are choppy today. Everyone make a con save. Damn it. <laughs> I knew this was coming. Damn it. Wait, 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 wait. I take some drama me? <laughs> Can I give myself party consideration? <laughs> I have 12, Scott. <laughs> 17. Darn. Okay. Wow. Arnus. Seasick. How would you get Arnus? <laughs> I got a 7. <laughs> uh, uh. Arnus is not feeling so hot. <gasps> nope. Arnus does not have his sea legs. The pitching. Bye. And forth, rocking with the waves gives you a little mm, like you've had too much to drink. And that is not the case. You're as sober as you want to be right now. <sighs> Maybe if you drink it'll help. Maybe. <laughs> as you're waking up, oh, no, I should roll for Sam and Earl. One of them is not feeling so hot. It is, of course, Sam, who he's joining Aridus in sea sickness. Oh, of course, Sam. I wish it were Earl. Oh, Earl's been on boats before. He has his sea legs. He is out and about on the deck, walking around using his newly purchased spyglass to take a look at what's going on around him. <laughs> Sam is holding onto the rails and being as friendly as he can be. A little green in the face. He and Aridus are, yeah, joined in sickness. 
So Darwin and Vale, you don't have to make any more con saves for seek sickness Yay. at the start of the days. Damn it. You're good. Nice. Arnis, you and Sam have to do this at the start of the day. Until you pass. Damn it. The crew, of course, passes. They've been at sea forever. Not forever. They are professional sailors. Seasickness works very much like first level exhaustion. You're at disadvantage for ability checks. Of course I am. So you are less convincing when it looks like you're about to blow chunks. Yeah. So... As you're getting yourself together for the day, there's a knock at your door of the cabin that all of you share. Someone else is answering it. <laughs> I'm seasick. I'm Veil fucking getting up. <laughs> Which hammock are you on again? Oh, did I take a top one or a bottom one? I can't remember. I think you took the top so that Sam me. could be closer. To the... Oh, that was you. Sam's below. Oh, I took the top. You're on the bottom, which is fine. That's better. I just don't want you on. Maybe you should put the top. I attempt to uh, get off the hammock. Is Sam no, still don't asleep? Sleep. No, Sorry. everybody's awake. Don't worry about getting off the hammock. We're, uh, come on now. <laughs> You're a rogue. You think he's going to make you roll a wait, dex wait, wait. check to get down? <laughs> Top level? Yeah. Not I've me. Seen I, can no, shit go wrong I can just getting off a top button. I can just jump and not take the damage. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking slow. <laughs> Not the top. Darwin doesn't even try to get out gracefully. He just throws himself out. Ah. Good. Exactly. He just hugs himself in the hand. Flails arms first. You know he's going to hero landing no matter what he does. Yeah. Vale, remind us who you look like. Uh, vale is wearing their hooded masked cloak, so you can't see the fact that I'm currently... or see well the fact that I'm in my natural form. Okay. Neat. You open the door and Exo Dipple makes his way in. Good morning. I hope the sea is treating everybody well. Oh, yeah, we're great. Some of us. Wonderful. I really, really have to hear just to go, fuck you, dude. But I'm not gonna do that. I'm gonna think it, but I'm not gonna do it. Okay. In case you're wondering. To remind everyone, Dipple has an owl head. Oh, yeah. That's correct. So as he's standing there, body motionless, his head is panning around the room. He notices Arnis and Sam not doing so well. Uh, well, half of us are good. <laughs> uh, more than half the dog looks fine. True dad. Did Vale just say true dad? No. <laughs> Out of character. Oh, God. Anyways, if we are to make our detour for the treasure... We need to convince Captain Mahaley. And since you all have volunteered to help retrieve it, I think you're going to need to convince her that you're up for the job. She knows what we, the crew, can do. As far as she knows, you're just passengers. Mm. So come. We must speak with the captain. Oh. Bardic. Shot some bardic inspiration, yo. something you want to do before you leave the cabin? If we're if we're out of combat... Okay, so Bardic Inspiration is a bonus action. Yeah. I can't do it out to both of them, right? How long does it last? Ten minutes. If you have multiple uses, you can give it to both of them, and it will last for ten minutes. Okay. Do you want to do that before you head out? Yes, I do. Okay. <laughs> and give each of them, like, a hand on the shoulder. 
Yay! So it says, like, a tree creature within 60 feet who can hear you, so it's more like, mm. <laughs> You'd be able to, like, do and say something. You don't just touch someone to give it. Yeah, I know. You're not divine. <laughs> There's bardic magic going on alongside that. That's why I said, mm. <laughs> just sums, <laughs> hums an insulting tune. <laughs> Part of Aranus' new style of music, uh... Gruntcore. Gruntcore. <laughs> 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 Anyways. What you get with the seasick RNS. Thank you for playing up the seasickness. Dude, I got like a seven. I'm not doing well. <laughs> Anyways. Dipple escorts everybody to the main deck and escorts you through one of the doors near the aft of the ship, leading you into Captain Mahaley's quarters. This is also where she does all of her work from. She's awake, she's dressed, and she's poring over some maps. She's not too deep into concentration. So when you enter, she stands up, turns to face you, sees Dipple. Morning, Dipple. What are the passengers doing here? And he stops and his head just turns around to face the four of you behind him. I believe now is the time for you to explain your situation. And his head just whips back around Wait, so he's not to Captain Mahaley. This is his idea? Well, he'll give a brief synopsis. She's heard this tale before from Dibble. Captain, about that ship that I have the map for, these four claim they can help us if we're willing to make a slight detour. She looks at you all. That one doesn't even look like he's ever been out at sea as she motions over to Arnis. How can we know that they'll be worth anything looking for treasure? Arnis both resists the urge to say fuck you and resists the urge to puke <laughs> at the same time. Don't vomit when you say that. It takes the power away. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why I don't uh, say anything. <laughs> so what do you do? Uh, the first thing I'm going to ask is just bluntly is you don't believe we would be skillful enough to support you in this endeavor? Yeah. Three people... Sorry, not three people. Six people and a dog? Uh, yeah. No one said anything about working on this trip. As far as I know, you're just passengers just looking to get to the eastern half of the continent. Well, that was the plan. Yes. That's the plan. But we're interested in opportunity, and we are seasoned adventurers. (laughs) Seasoned? What have you done? Why... What have you done at sea? Well, maybe nothing at sea, but I assure you I'm a skilled uh, swordsman and face puncher. I see. And the one who looks like he's about to vomit? Wow. He's not feeling so good right now, but he'll be fine in a day or two. Oh my god, you two just shut up. Have you heard of the Bard Rebellion? <laughs> <laughs> I say trying not to vomit. Okay, so we're not incognito. That's good to know. Oh, <laughs> Of you guys course. are not getting us out of this. <laughs> you didn't let me try. No, I didn't. <laughs> I don't know if Arnis trusts Arnis, Go for it. Of course I've heard of the Bard's Rebellion. Every merchant on Sarakar has heard of the Bard's Rebellion. What does that have to do with anything? Yo. Really? Yo what? Yeah, that's, uh, that's me. She walks up to you, looks you in the eye. I try not to vomit. You. Are a member of the Bard's Rebellion? No, I, I am the Bard. She slaps you across the face. And I fall down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to react to like, dagger in the face. 
but I'm not going to. He's starting to say, I got this. Maybe so. you should. Although that could be a mutiny, I bet. What's his name? We don't, need a, in charge. don't need a mutiny. Oh, okay, no, no. We saw her react. I react with a dagger to the first mate's, my, like, hidden dagger to the first mate's back. And I say, Jesus. I no, no, and I say simply, I am her bodyguard. And then I put it back. The intention is to show skill and then right back. Easy there. If you really are the Bard's Rebellion leader or leaders, I don't know if I should throw you overboard, turn you in, or hire you. Hire us. The last thing that you all did was murder a member of a royal family and overthrow the city. To be fair, that's not the last thing we did. We did defend it from chaos mages. We killed, like, four chaos mages. Followers of Pathox. We destroyed them. Sorry, the last thing of note that you did. I don't care that you murdered some mages along the way. Chaos mages. Followers of Pathox. There are none here. We don't care about Pathox on this ship. That's good. What we do care about are things like fees and tariffs. We care about those, too. Because of you, we're paying a lot more now, which is why I think I should throw you off the edge of the ship. So why do you want treasure, then? Because we're adventurers. We like treasure. Mm. All right, let me say that. I'm going to say I'm always looking for a challenge for my skills. I was going to say, I think treasure's cool, but I'm really in it for... The experience points? To, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm really in it to like not be leading a revolution. So if we take you on this trip, this uh, salvage mission, let's call it, what is it exactly you all would do? Fight? Dig? Clean? Fight? It would help the team safely get to the treasure, ensuring that it can be removed from wherever it is. Somebody needs to roll some persuasion. I think everybody's been talking, so we must take this point. All right. Does anybody want to, before you roll, does anybody want to help fail? Should I use my bar inspiration? No, I've got one too. Bale's got a two. Someone could assist Bale for advantage. Yeah. I can, I can try to, but I have disadvantage. I don't so. think that Arnis can. For, well, no, then that's I not should. true. I think you could, but. You have disadvantage, so I should, right? Yeah, Darwin, if you want to assist Vale, Vale can have advantage on this roll. Alright. Sweet. Which means I'm not using it. Not using that inspiration? It's mm-hmm. gonna go away. I get to see my die first. Oh, okay, yeah. That's true. Yeah. You just don't it's, it's, and it, it's good for like six hours or something. No, ten, no, minutes. ten minutes. Oh. So, I still got time. That's a 19 on the dice, persuasion. <laughs> That's a 20 total. Mm. <sighs> Alright. Dipple, I'm guessing you had a hand in some of this. So if they're going to be helping, get them to work. He looks at you all and says, Wonderful. Let's all go grab a mop. Awesome. That's exactly what I want to be doing. Unless you'd like to make everybody breakfast. I hear we're having eggs this morning. No. We just picked up some. <laughs> Dipple will escort everybody out of the captain's quarters. Out onto the main deck, where the crew is already up and about. Dipple points to a young human man named Edelon. He's got bright green eyes and medium-length blonde hair. That's the bosun. He can get you the cleaning stuff. Get to swab in the deck. Sweet. Let's do some swabbing. I am really excited. No. I'm <laughs> like, you really sound hyped about this. Why? And Edelon will set you up with mops and brushes and buckets of water. And you get to clean the main deck. 
quarter deck. Someone can take the poop deck. <laughs> poop deck. So mature. I know. So who's cleaning the main deck? I'll do the main deck. Okay. Vale is cleaning on the main deck when Earl Earl comes out and sees you on your hands and knees cleaning. Oh, I don't have a mop. I'm on my hands and knees. Hey, you got the brush. Oh, wow. Well. Earl looks down at Vale. Ah, they've got you working already. Wonderful. I hope you enjoy it. I'm going to uh, just take in some of this wonderful sea air. Ah, Is he standing good. by a railing somewhere? Just brush his butt with her. <laughs> no, I'm going to try and throw the water over the side and accidentally throw it all over him. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> would oh, would you like to do that? Yes, I do. Because I'm pissed off with him for what he pulled at that clothing store. He's standing there. Bale's going to be just a little bitter. <laughs> All right. Bad idea. <laughs> Great idea. Oh, let's see. What do we want to do? Uh, no, I think first you just need to hit him with the water. We can worry about the lies that come later. Uh, <laughs> make a ranged attack. Uh, add your dex, but not proficiency. Got it. You're proficient with bucket. Uh, Is it simple weapon? Twenty-two. <laughs> You douse Earl Earl in his new seaward clothing in water, dirty, dirty water, and he turns to look at you, just, what? I'm, you saw me, I spoke to you, I'm right here. Oh, I, th- I thought you had moved, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I try to, like, pat him down to dry it off. Uh, roll deception. <laughs> with the brush. <laughs> I'm trying to wipe it off with the Oh, Arnis was in a better mood. He would think oh. this was hilarious. Oh, thank God for my plus seven. That's a 14. Let's see how his insight's doing today. Sorry, Vale. Oh, damn it. <laughs> he sees that you're lying to him, and he doesn't say anything right. Oh. Well, he kind of wipes his hands down. Please don't touch me. I'll be dry soon enough. I'll just be sure to let the captain know what a good job you're doing. Excuse me. He walks off to go speak with Captain Mahaley about you. Go for it. He's a douche. <laughs> and he can't really hear what's going on. He's motioning over to you. And eventually he bores of that. Grabs his spyglass out of his pocket. He just starts looking out at the sea to take a look at the ships that are coming by. And it's shortly thereafter that he and the captain spot a naval ship up ahead. It is stopped in the waters. It is signaling for your ship to stop for inspection. Uh-oh. Captain Mahaley comes to the three of you. Uh, you might want to go below decks. Okay. okay. Unless you think okay. you can handle them. No. Okay. Below decks. Okay. Where are you going down below decks? Just back to your cabin? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Take a little nap. Can we lock the door? No. Okay. The doors don't lock. You can yeah. block it, but you can't. Yeah. Can we wedge a chair against the knob? I don't know that that's necessary. <laughs> it might be. Do we have a chair? You could just sit in front of the door if you're that worried about it. I'll just sit in front of it. Or ram a dagger. Lying in a hammock is not happening for me right now. I'll just sit in front of the door. The swinging idea? Back and forth. Back and forth. I'm going to throw up veil. Stop. I'll lie in a hammock and swing back and forth. Oh my god. I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And we're walking down and be like, hey, anybody see Earl? Did you bring your empty bucket? Can I? No. You may. 
As the ship slows and pulls alongside this naval vessel, you can hear a number of footsteps bored above you. They're walking around. You can hear their murmured. Sorry. You can hear their muffled voices through the deck. Would anybody like to give a perception roll to see if you can make out what's being said? I will. I'm not going to do well, but I will. Okay. Can we all try to perceive? Yeah, anyone, anyone can. I may as well. I'm not doing anything else. I'm busy. Yeah. Hey, a crit. And what's the other one? Oh, it's a 12. But it's not actually a 12 because it is a 19. Okay. Darwin? <laughs> 21. Vale? 11. All right. Darwin and Aranis can hear this then. The naval officers come on board. They're questioning Captain Mahaley about which port she left from, where she's headed to, and the cargo that she's carrying. It all seems very cut and dry until he mentions inspecting everything below deck, at which point she kindly suggests that he uh, join him in the captain's quarters and just relax a bit. There's no need to inspect the rest of the ship. He, of course, agrees, at which point Darvin and Aranis you can definitely hear him accepting a bribe to not inspect the rest of the ship. Nice. She pays him off, pours him a nice glass of wine, and he and the rest of the naval officers are on their way. All told, you're stopped for maybe an hour. And then the ship starts moving again. About five minutes go by before there's a very loud banging at your door. I, I move. <laughs> like, literally just to the side of the door, enough that I can just, like, um latch it and open it, but I'm still sitting there right uh, next to it. It is the bosun again. It's Edelon. You're not at your posts. Get to cleaning. On my way. Go back to what I was doing. Oh yeah, same. I go. I don't say anything though. Same. And Vale, as you walk by, he grabs by the crook of your arm. Be careful not to spill. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be like, well, I wouldn't say I spilled. But I don't think he's going to like that. Actually, can I roll insight to see if I think he'd like that? Yeah, you can roll insight. Oh, wow. I don't to roll that one in there. Oh, yeah, I got a four. I have no idea how he's going to react. Make your jokes however you like. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm, not my, uh, I'm, not, I'm just going to go back to work. Okay. And you're all back up top cleaning. It's a long, boring job. The sun is up. It's getting hot. Getting dry. When there's another ship on the horizon, let's see which ship it is. Use my nice metal dice. As the ship is moving on, Earl Earl is again topside, looking through his spyglass, when he notices a peculiar small ship. And he taps Vale on the shoulder as you're down there cleaning. Take a look at this boat coming by. It's quite odd. I've not seen one like it before. Uh, and he just kind of puts his arm aside with the spyglass for you to take a look at. Take the spyglass and take a look. It isn't be like a weird looking ship. It's just small to be this far out, like it's not a it's not a fishing ship. It doesn't look like a merchant ship. Like it should be just farther into the bay. Got it. Okay. As you're looking at this ship and the maritime signal flags it has lined up. You of course are not familiar with nautical stuff as far as I know. Nope. Okay. What you are familiar with is Steve's Kant. Yes I am. And what you can tell is that although this is probably meant to convey some simple message, like what type of ship they are. It is also used to say that they are carrying other members of the Daily Mall. Ah. And your two ships will pass by, oh, within a few hundred yards of each other in just a little bit. Will we pass by, like, within shouting distance? If you were on land, I would say yes. But I think since you're at sea, and there are waves, and there's wind, a few hundred yards is a little far to talk. Based on what I'm looking at, do they look like they're in distress at all? No, it looks like they're on their way, just on their way. Mm. I think I'm going to just let them pass. 
If they don't look like they need help, I don't want to blow their cover. And your ships just pass at sea. And the rest of the day goes by. It is, of course, quite some time before you'll be able to make it to the Moaning Islands. So, let's just see if Arnis recovers from seasickness. Let's see. A new day dawns. Arnis, roll that concept. I got 19. Okay. Sam still does not have his sea legs. He's not feeling great. Poor Sam. He is not working on the ship like you guys are. Uh, but Arnis, you're feeling much better, healthy, and hale. You're able to move about the ship better and clean a lot faster. Good job. Yay! And it's, it's about a week later when you come into visual range of the Moaning Islands. The Moaning Islands are shrouded by a dense fog. Glimpses of the shore and a mountain peak can be seen now and then. Captain Mahaley orders the ship stopped for safety purposes. The waters are rougher up ahead. Visibility is low, and this is a known dangerous spot for ships. And the ship comes to as much of a stop as it can at sea. Sails are drawn in. No anchor is dropped. It would never hit the bottom. You're just kind of there, drifting off the coast of these islands. What do you guys do? Are we supposed to disembark? I guess we need to talk to... What's his name again? Dipple. Let's ask Dipple the next step. That's Dipple what we should do with the ship. <laughs> no? Arnis is feeling better. Clearly. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my gosh. Let's see. Where do we want to do this at? Alright. Uh, if you want to ask Dipple, he will take you into the captain's quarters along with Captain Mahaley uh, to look over the maps. Can't do that out on the deck. Water, wind, all that nonsense. And he opens up his old treasure map that he got from some port. It shows that ever-familiar dotted line kind of leading out through sea, and then just stopping with a vague circle off the southwestern coast of these islands. Says, this is where the ship was last seen. Maybe 200 or so years ago. Obviously, it's been some time. Now, if it did go to the island, it probably sank somewhere a lot closer to shore. So we're going to need to go out and uh, see if we can see anything. Oh, right. The, can the three of you do that? Are we swimming? No, we've got a longboat. Oh. Here. Oh, uh, those are boats. On the... We're looking into the water? On the port side of the gunner's daughter, there is a single longboat with oars. And it's yeah, used to make short trips ashore if the water is not good for the boat to pull up to a dock. Are we... So are we going ashore to, like, investigate the island? You could investigate the island. You could just get into the shallow waters and see if there's debris there. If anyone knows how to swim and you want to look under the water, that'd be great. I don't know if I know how to swim. Me neither. I don't think there's one well, way to find out. <laughs> it's just I an athletic the swim speed. <laughs> it's an athletics check away. Oh. I'm good. Oh, I'm not athletic. I'm going to say you all know how to Me swim. Neither. This is rougher waters, though. Yeah. So that's where the athletics check would come in. Because there would be... Could we convince Olawan to let us drop him into the water so he can take a look around and then we'll pull him up? I, don't, I think there's a 100% chance that he is not going to let you do that. Also, the strength check to get him out, we're not going to be able to pass. That's a hard sell right there. Olawan has not been up on the main deck at all. He has stayed below deck in the quarters provided for him and Earl Earl. I'm all for going ashore to see if we can find signs on the shore. I feel like we're going to have more success that way. Okay, works for me. Because I'm not about to try to drown. No. Unless we see something in the shallows yeah. from the boat. That's what I'm about right now. Alright, I'm good with that. Sounds like a plan. 
Anybody have like vehicle proficiencies? I think we can have one of the other guys. Row? Row us. One of the members. I'm pretty sure Dipple is going to probably come with us, I'm hoping, since he's the one who knows what we're looking for. Hey, Dipple, you're coming with us, whatever we do, right? Well, of course, I can't have you taking everything for yourself. That's what I figured. Cool. Who else is going with us aside from the three of us? I'm not sure who got on the boat. I figured it was just the four of us. Uh, the long boat. Bring Sam. Let's see. Sam is still sick. He's not feeling so good. Oh, uh, Sam's still oh, let's suffering see. from the seasickness. Let's see if Sam's feeling better yet. Uh, day three, he was not feeling good. There we go. Took about four days, but he started feeling better. Right. He's been up and about being his usual being his usual social self. Uh, we can ask him. Let's see. This longboat can seat. The longboat can seat eight. Oh. And if the three of you are going, and if you want to ask Sam to go, that's already four. I'm not going to count Sniffins as taking up a spot. Okay. Um, he will be on Sam's lap. If you could keep him from jumping in the water. <laughs> oh, so, uh, so, uh, Do we have life jackets? That's not a thing. So a tiny little dog life jacket is more not a thing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Right. <laughs> Unless you want to fashion one from something. Doe um, rings two golden retrievers on a canoe. <laughs> so there's the four of you, and there's Dipple. That's five. There's room for three more. There are plenty more members of the crew. Captain Mahaley is not going, if Dipple is going. Right. One of them has to stay on the ship, at least while it's out at sea. I learned that from Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> there's a number of other people on the ship. There's the quartermaster, there's the navigator. Uh, let's see, who else do we have here? There's a gnome and a dwarf. There's the bosun, Edelon. There's the ship's dock. There's the cook. There's about four people who are just sailors. Like They just tend to stuff on the ship. They were probably the ones cleaning it before you came on and started doing work. There's the rigger, who is like the pers- main person in charge of all the lines on the ship. All the rope. Uh, making sure everything's in good condition. And then there is a priest on the ship as well, whom you have not met. But you definitely know he's there. Mm, that's pretty much priest. Uh, so I was going to say, I like the oh, idea of bringing... God. In, like, uh, how much space do we have? Three spots left. I'd say bring the dock and a couple of just regular sailors to set up a little camp for us. That way if ship goes down, the dock is right there ready. So accompanying the four of you on the longboat is, of course, Dipple, who's making sure that he and the crew get their fair share. Understandable. And coming along with him is the ship's dock, Corker, and, and two of the sailors on the ship, Beckley and Gandis. So the longboat is lowered down into the waters. Dipple grabs the oars. And he immediately goes to hand them to Aranus and Darvin. And he stops himself, hands them over to Beckley and Gandis. <laughs> That's a good idea. Wise move, Dipple. Yeah, I trust these two a little bit more. Wise move. Sure. I don't think a sword is like an arm. Correct. Although, one sharpened. So, Beckley and Gandis begin rowing closer towards the islands. And the water gets rough. It is rocking back and forth pretty strongly right now. Good thing Aranus is no longer seasick. Although this is certainly causing you to remember those first day, that first day at sea. And you can start to see rocks jutting up out of the water. Jagged things. More than capable of breaking the hull of a ship. Gandis and Deckley are trying to stay as far away from these as possible. But there are more of them as you get closer to the island. Yeah, he's still going to be Dipple. He's in charge here. This is his longboat. He's the highest-ranked person here. All right, there's no guarantees that it's going to be right where we're at, or that we're on the right side of the island. But keep your eyes peeled. Keep a lookout for any debris, uh, anything shining from underneath the water. 
Are you sure nobody knows how to swim? Not how to swim. Alright. Everybody make perception checks. As you're all out here getting closer to the islands, looking for signs of this ship. Aranis. Eleven. Darvin. Ten. Vale. Eighteen. Nice. Okay. Damn. I have a plus seven. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Vale, you can certainly see on parts of these rocks sticking up from the water. Places where ships could have crashed into them. Uh, it's hard to tell if any have done so recently, let alone a couple hundred years ago. But looking out through the water, you don't see any masts sticking up. You don't see any hulls of ships. The islands do get a little bit more visible as you're getting closer. You can see a few narrow inlets on the western side of the island. And still in some heavy fog, you can see what might be a larger opening. It's difficult to tell at this distance. But as you get closer, maybe a hundred yards away from the shore now, everybody feels a bump under the ship. Uh, and Dipple is quick to say, we didn't hit something. Something hit us. Awesome. What kind of somethings are out here, Dipple? It's the ocean, Arnis. Whatever lives out here. Fish, I imagine. And bigger things. Like dolphins. Manatees. Thump. Ship gets hit again. Food. There's another hit at the hull of your longboat, and it's rocking now. I look over the side of the boat. Give me a perception check, Darwin. I do the same. Alright, Vale's looking over the other side. Oh, yes. I got a nobody on that. Darwin, what did you get? 13. Vale. I crit. Nice. Vale, you see the unmistakable fin of a shark. Sweet. And I point it out. It's a shark! Can you viciously mock a shark? It has to understand the language. No, it does not. Oh. It does have to hear you, though. So only if it jumps out of the water. Yeah. Or you jump in the water. Or you put your oar in the water and put part of it against your jaw so the vibrations. <laughs> no. That sounds like a whole other set of checks. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's stats for that check. Deckley and Gandis want to use the oars to keep moving. Yes. Ah. That or smack a shark. Not communicate with it? No, they do not have speak with shark. I think they'd take it. I mean, jeez. I could have taken speak with animals, but I didn't. Fud. The ship rocks again. You are getting hit more frequently and with more force now. Order stipple? Stop the shark. Cool. I draw my hand crossbow. <laughs> I'm going to shoot at the shark. Yeah, I'm thinking about trying to shoot a shark. Try to punch too. the shark. No, I'm thinking about trying to shoot a shark. Candace and Deckley are quickly pulling in the oars and just holding them in a defensive posture in case this shark pops out of the water. They are not trying to attack, they are merely just defending themselves. Don't you have like a whole bunch of bonuses or something, Vale? Don't you like want to go first? Yeah, Vale's gonna go first. That's only if they don't know that you're there and they know there are people in the ship. (laughs) Well, Uh, I know there's a ship. I do get a bonus if I'm the first one. If you're the first one. If it hasn't attacked yet. We're gonna say those weren't attacks. But if you are intent on fighting this shark off, Gonna need some initiatives. Yeah, because I do have advantage on it if it hasn't taken a turn in combat yet. So we need more. Yeah, we'll just say it was harassing you before. Oh well, it might get to go before because that is not a good roll. Yeah. Let's see here. Yeah, guys. Shark. Is Darvin. Oh, well, that wasn't good either. I think the shark's going first, guys. I don't know. Let's find out. Aranus. Nine. Darvin. Eleven. Vale. I too have a nine. My bonus is four. My bonus is three. So, shark goes first, then Vale, 
Oh, sorry. Then Darvin. Then Vale. Then Arnis. Gentleman's mind. So Gandis and Deckley are standing up in the ship. Orr's up in front of them. Dipple is keeping a lookout. Corker, the dock, is staying low. He is crouched down in between the benches on the longboat. He's a doctor, not a fighter. This is a small boat, so I'm just going to roll randomly to see which one of you the shark's going to be attacking. It's not picking you out from underneath the water. It's just leaping up from the side of the ship and trying to bite somebody. Ah, no. Darvin! Yeah, that's what you want. You want the boat to explode. It doesn't have to explode. Fair enough. Anyway, Darwin's getting attacked by a shark. Sorry, Darwin. Shark leaps up out of the water and bites at the first creature it sees, which in this case is Darwin. And this giant row of teeth comes at you. Does a 16 hit? Yeah. This is not going to feel good, Darwin. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Regret not using my. Okay. I'm sorry. That's 18 piercing damage as this shark leaps up and bites your arm. Dang. And as it falls back into the water, you may use your reaction to take an attack of opportunity if you want. Yes. I'm going to the sword. Because it does not have any sort of guarded retreat. Nine. That's not going to do it. No. <laughs> the shock at being bitten by a pretty big shark made your aim a little off. Alright, Darvin, it's your turn. You can see him just under the water, circling the ship. Okay, I'm gonna try to stab down him again. Okay. Make your attack. As he's swimming by, just on your side of the boat. Maybe you shouldn't roll in there anymore. <laughs> this dice tray is apparently nice to me, but it's making Darvin roll twos. It was fine until I started attacking. Okay, second attack. Not using the tray this time. Yeah. That's fair. There we go. That's a 25. What do you know? Apparently, <laughs> you don't need dice jail. That is a 9 damage. Yeah. And then, can I get a punch in? I'm going to say you're at disadvantage for punching into the water. So Because you got to lean over pretty far. Okay, so I can, but disadvantage? Yeah. Alright. And you're punching through water. It's one thing to stab through water. Gotcha. I will try and punch through water. Punch a shark. Ah, well, that's a crit fail. <laughs> no. Can I borrow your dice jail? <laughs> Tonight's dice jail is provided by Tabletop Loot. This is wonderful cherry wood here that Darwin is including his dice into. <laughs> there will be no trial. Okay. Vale. The shark continues to circle your boat. I'm going to shoot at it with my hand across the boat. Okay. That is a 14. You draw a bead on the shark as it's circling your ship, and you hit it just ahead of the fin. Nice. Roll damage. Seven damage. Mm. Arnis, what would you like to do? There's a shark. There is a shark. I don't know what I want to do. I'll just heal Darwin. Okay. That would be good. I mean, not that I wasn't considering healing him anyway. I was just trying to figure out, like, is do I want to attack this thing and heal Darwin, or do I want to just heal Darwin? Like, those are my options. Um, okay. Oh, I'm going to do two things. First, I'm going to heal Darwin. Okay. Let's heal Darwin. I'm going to use Cure Wound. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do it at a level two. That's a split. Um, 12. Nice. So I'm going to get back. Thank you. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to give also Darwin Bardic Inspiration. Hmm. Get a little healing, get a little inspiration. Nice. 
Good again. again. Extra d8. Yeah. It can be after the roll, but before I tell you if it hits or not. Ah, okay. Gotcha. That is helpful. Okay. Dipple pulls out his sword. He has a curved sword. Very piratey looking. Nice. And Deckley and Gandis are making just like very twitchy movements with their oars. Every time the shark comes by, they're just like, huh, huh, huh. <laughs> but they're not getting close enough to the water to actually try to hit it. But it's the shark's turn. Let's see, see who he wants to go after this time. Uh, that's a four. So it's Aranus. Okay. The shark leaps up out of the water and attempts to bite Aranus with a 12. Nope. The jaws snap shut right in front of you before it starts sliding back into the water. You can also make an attack of opportunity if you wish. Ooh, I have a dagger. I think I will. Okay, do it. Ooh, that is a 25. It's going to hit. How does this work? Okay. <laughs> you so rarely actually use a weapon. <laughs> Five damage. Okay. Poke. You manage to poke it along its side, back behind its eye before it pulls itself back into the water, and there is now blood mixing in with the water as it circles around your little boat. Darvin, what would you like to do? Can I attack? Yeah, you can still attack it. Alright. Okay, that's a 19. That'll hit. 10 damage. Mm-hmm. Second stab, 22. Yeah. As it comes around again, just jam your sword into the water and it scrapes along its side next to its fin. Six damage. Okay. I rolled two twos. I mean, two ones. For a total of two. Yeah, I rolled minimum damage. Nice. All right. Oh. Do you want to try to take a disadvantaged punch? Yeah. Or kick? Or headbutt or whatever? Yeah, headbutt sounds like a smart idea. Yeah, you should put your head in the water. I like this plan. That was not a roll. Like yeah. Right. I love that Darwin just keeps going for it, no matter what. Punch, come on. So, yeah, that's a ten. Ten total? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to hit. I know. You punch in the water, and there's a dissatisfying slap as your fist makes contact. And a wave crashes up over the side of the boat, splashing you in the face. Get a little salt water in those wounds. Nice. Dipple pulls Gandhi and Deckley just back a little bit and is telling them to, hey, maybe we need to get ready to try to make a break for it. Because people are getting bit, and the shark is not giving up. All right, Arnis, it's your turn. I'm going to take a gamble. Mm-hmm. Just like a heart full of chocolate on Valentine's Day. <laughs> I am going to... Uh, I'm going to attempt to cast sleep on this thing. All right. I, um, with the fairy fire. I was thinking about doing that. Read me sleep real quick. Yeah, let's see if I can even do this. Spell sends a creature into a magical slumber. You just want to know how it's cast, right? I, I want to know the conditions for casting it, yeah. And we'll see what requirements are on the target there. Yeah. That doesn't say on the card. There's the sharks in the water. Yeah. Shark in the water. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Okay. Creatures within 20 feet of a point you choose within range, the range is mm-hmm. 90 feet, are affected in ascending order of their current hit points, ignoring unconscious creatures, starting creature with the lowest current hit point, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Subtract each creature's hit points from the total. Creatures' points must be... Nobody cares about that. Um, it says undead and creatures immune to being charmed aren't affected by the spell. Okay, so it doesn't have to understand it you. Doesn't, say it has doesn't to even have to hear you. you. Or hear you. Okay, good, good, good. You want to put the shark to sleep? I'm try. Go for it. Roll those dice. Uh, 
Morris would just like to state that this is the weirdest thing he's ever done with his bard powers. He's yeah. never played a shark a lullaby before? Really have not. Um, I don't think that's going to do it. 25. You have angered the shark with your music. Yeah. <laughs> M, singing along with you, is not impressed. Mm. Okay. Vale, what would you like to do? Same thing I've done, because the only thing I can do is fire that crossbow bolt. Alright. That's 15 on the die. Makes it a 22. That'll hit. Oh, and a max damage. That is a total of 10 damage. There's a lot of blood coming off this shark. There's a couple of crossbow bolts in it, and it's getting a little feral. It's already a wild creature, but it is not happy. You see it swim out 10 feet before it turns around and just starts barreling straight at your little boat, building up steam, and you see it leap out of the water, again at Aranus. Well, that's a 16 on the die, so I'm going to assume that this hits, because your AC is what? 15. Okay. It rolled a 16. How <laughs> lucky do you feel? You could shield. Yeah. Oh, that's right. You, you are magic. You could shield. upside thing to 20. How bad are you off? You could shield. Oh, you can't shield and cutting wards, because that would be two reactions. Yeah, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. That would be OP. Yeah, that would be OP. But... Wait. Are you still at max HP? Yeah. Okay, good. Forget I said anything. <laughs> no hint That's there. That's good. It's a good thing. No hint there about, like, blood in the water that, it's like, thing. ups its attack bonus or something weird. I don't know what I want to do. Maybe nothing. That's going to suck for me later. Maybe I do want a shield. I don't really feel that lucky. Not given how I just rolled with all those D8s. But I feel like I have a... I feel like I should do something to try to not get bitten. By this 20-foot shark leaping through the water? Yeah, I'm going to use cutting words. Okay. Roll it, and then tell me what you yell at a shark. Motherfucker. That does jack shit, and I get bitten anyway. I rolled a three. What do you say to this shark? Something ineffective. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) What do you yell at this shark as its jaw wraps around your side? Uh, it's probably just a long string of curse words. Good. What started out as cursing at the shark has turned into cursing from pain. Yep. As the teeth sink deep into your flesh. It's kind of low. Oh, good. Uh, You take 17 piercing damage. Motherfucker. Well, I know what I'm doing next turn. Uh, Healing me. You can make that attack of opportunity as it flies by you. Um, right. What are you doing? Attack of opportunity? Oh, yeah, yeah. Attack of opportunity. That thing? What yeah. you said I could do? I did say that. <laughs> and I probably miss with a 13. That hits. Oh, it does hit. It's a shark. It's not an armored shark. Oh, God. That's terrifying. <laughs> Only a super villain. Are there sharks with laser beams on their heads? <laughs> no, there are sharks with crossbows on their heads. Mother- they get one shot. <laughs> it's a one-off. That's cool. Minimum damage, because I'm injured. How much? Uh, four. Okay. Managed to hit it near its rear fin, its tail fin. You see it sticking up out of the water as the tail just whoosh, submerges. Get a little fin piercing. It's going to be the most badass shark. Put some jewelry in there. Mm, Darwin, what would you like to do? Attack a shark. All right. Shark is circling your boat. He wants to get you. He already has. I'm going to get him back. 
That's 25. Yeah, you got him. 12 damage. This is with your sword? Yeah, yeah. You stab into the shark just behind its head, and as you pull your sword out, you see it dive deep under the water. <sighs> and jerk. for the moment, you are sharkless now in the boat. Should we just row fast now? Yeah, row Let's row faster. Let's row faster. Dipple's like, row, row, get us ashore. Let's go, let's go. And Deckley and Gandis quickly put their oars in and start paddling you guys towards the shore of the Moaning Islands. The waters are rough and they're not trying to be careful. You're about 50 feet now away from the shore when a wave comes up from behind you and rocks the boat especially hard. Everybody make a deck save throw real quick. Can I not? Is this to take half damage? Mm, this is not damage. Okay. This is condition. Okay. Veil. 20. Arnis. Uh, 26. What? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I thought I was going to do well, but... Darvin. 24. Okay. Um, let's have the two blue ones be the crewmates. And the white one be the doc. Somebody's going overboard. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> As this wave hits the longboat, Dipple and Deckley get thrown off. Yep. So Gandis has an oar. The other one is now not being used. So your forward progress has pretty much stopped. About 30 feet now away from the shore. But Dipple and Deckley just fell in the water. Uh, is Deckley's oar still on the boat? Yeah. Can we, like, use it to help get them out? Oh, sure. Yeah. To, like, reach out to him? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can do that. Who are you going for first? Dibble. Okay. Smart. Dude with the map? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The guy in charge? Yeah. I want to help. saving that guy. Yeah, I'm not strong, so I could use any assistance you've got. Okay, yeah, it's going to be... It's going to be an athletics. Yeah, it is. So if... If Vale, you want to help out? Arnis, go ahead and roll. Plus zero, guys. Plus zero. A 12. And, uh, Vale, you can roll to assist? I crit. <laughs> Dipple grabs onto the end of the oar, and you manage to pull him in, and he flops into the boat, drenched. Deckley is getting pulled out slightly by the tide. He's about no. 10, 15 feet away. No. And you see the fin of the shark oh, reemerge. No. Oh, no. We got some rope or something. Uh, yeah, there's a short length of rope in the boat Help because this is meant to be like pulled up to a dock or something. Uh, so yeah, there would be a little bit of rope if you want to try to throw that out to him. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we do. Throwing rope, okay. athletics or decks? I'm gonna say that the rope throwing is not gonna be the problem. It's pulling him back in. All right. Because I'm pretty sure you can throw a rope in his general vicinity. Doesn't have to hit him. It'll float. It's rope. Okay. So who wants to throw the rope? I'll throw it. Okay. Bill throws the length of rope out towards Deckley. He gets a hand on it. Who's pulling Deckley in is the question. Be part of the team pulling him in. Who I'll, else is helping? I'll help. All right. You Bale, can help too. Go ahead and roll. I can help. You can only help. get one. Okay. Like mechanically. Oh, Everybody's helping, but Arnis is providing the assist. This is what? Uh, athletics again. Oh, it's a good thing I rolled well because I have a minus one to that. I got 14. Go ahead and roll for the assist. Rolled so well the last time. I feel like my luck is going to turn. I got a six. Oh, that no. That was helpful. I think Deckley's gonna die, guys. <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, it was not good. Vale starts pulling Deckley in against the current. Arnis goes to pull on the rope, too, and is just not in tandem with Vale. 
It's just that rhythm. You guys don't share. You're not syncopated. It's not. It's not good. And you accidentally elbow veil in the back, and the rope just pulls out an extra ten feet. Awesome. And Deckley's still in the water when that shark comes up. Some large-scale fishing here. (laughs) And you hear Deckley howl out in pain as this shark's teeth close around his leg. And he's still screaming, and he's pulling on the rope even harder, even harder. You can still try to pull him in. What's your athletics like, buddy? He's not lost. Zero. Better than a negative one. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) Why don't you roll and... Arnis help you. Okay, and maybe you could shoot the shark or something? I don't want to risk failing and shooting Deckly. Deckly. <laughs> Alright, Darvin, if you're rolling, go ahead and roll athletics. Athletics. Arnis is still zero. You don't have a key point thing that'll help you with that? <sighs> Not on a crit fail, no. Oh, yeah, that's true. Never mind, you probably don't even Do need I to. Do I need to roll? Ooh, you help. don't need to. You can see if you were competent at all as Darvin failed, but you don't have to roll. The shark did not completely sever Nickley's leg before, but now just uh, rips it off and swims away with his leg. You're able to pull Deckley up the rest of the way, but he cannot walk. He is in a very bad position. He is bleeding out. He is going pale. The shark has its food. He is sated. (laughs) Hey, we can save him, and he'll get a peg leg, and he'll be a legit pirate. Yeah. Uh, I guess I can... Yeah, I can, I, can I cure wounds him? Is that gonna help? I don't I, even know. Like, he's lost a leg. I think between you and Corker, you can try to spare his life. Okay. I have lesser restoration, but I don't think that'll heal up a leg. <laughs> That's not gonna regrow it's a leg. It's not lesser. <laughs> but your leg is greater. <laughs> I, don't think, uh, I don't even think that's what greater restoration will do. With Corker assisting you, you can roll medicine with advantage. Oh, okay. This is really just to patch him up to stop bleeding real fast. Well, that's a crit. Nice. Right, it comes to a 25 if you care, but it's a crit. I do care. He may not have to lose more than that bit of leg that he lost. That would be good. I think Gandis and Dipple row you guys the rest of the way to shore. Deckley is not. You ground the longboat on the shores of the Moaning Islands. The sand is coarse and rough as you climb out of the longboat. Corker helps Deckley and carries drags him over to a tree just up the shore and props him up against it and begins just looking over him. The wound has been closed up. He's going to live, but he needs to keep an eye on him just to make sure nothing else is wrong. And it's his job, after all. He's the ship's dock. Meanwhile, Gandis is using the rope to tie the ship, anchoring it to a large rock, uh, just so it doesn't float away or get blown away by the wind or if the tide comes in. Uh, they're not sure if it's coming in or going out. As you look inward of the island, you can see that the surface is lush and wet. You hear the sounds of many different animals. I guess the ones that you mostly hear would be the birds. They're the ones making the noise. You do hear what sounds like rather large birds of prey, like hawks, possibly larger. But you can see movement in the brush, like a deer or something smaller, maybe like a rabbit. And farther down the shore, you can see a turtle hanging out. And with that, we'll bring this chapter to a close. But the story will always continue. Podcast art created by Vanessa Blockland. You can find more of her art on Facebook or at vanessablockland.com. Blockland spelled 
B-L-O-K-L-A-N-D. Podcast music by Daryl Dibber Reconos. You can find more of his music at dibber.mo or at soundcloud.com slash dibbermusic. Dibber spelled D-I-B-U-R. Thank you for listening to this chapter at Seasons of Skyrend. If you like what you heard, please give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find us. If you want to chat, we're on Twitter at Skyrend Podcast, or you can email us at skyrendpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us online at skyrendpodcast.libsyn.com. This week's chapter is made possible thanks to our wonderful cast and crew, all of you amazing listeners, and our special friends who would like to say hello. A long, long time ago, in a land far away named Phylor, there were four legendary adventurers. We are the Adventurous Four, renowned across the land. Using their cunning and strength, the party defeats many monsters and saves many lives. Nick takes her fairy blade and stabs it into his other eyeball. Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. Can, can Hugo jump on my back? Do I cast Expeditious Retreat? Like, yeah. Uh, can Bob roll a d20 for me? I don't like that. I, I don't like how you ask that. D20 business. What if I rolled a one? What if I told you I just rolled a one? Come and join us weekly at How the Quest Was Won. Found anywhere where podcasts are located. Purchase not necessary. No real magic was used in the making of this podcast.